brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Maggie Forrester and I'm Kaylin Foster. We're with MPTV here to give you an inside look on Kids You Love with JD Chapman. What is Kids You Love and how did it become a thing? Okay. Uh, of course, I can only speak for Monroe County. The Kids You Love was started by Joe Allen, which is a county commissioner in Bibb County, because he was on the fire department and he found out there was a lot of kids that were not getting toys or anything for Christmas. And then he had a heart change and he decided that somebody ought to do something about it. So it was him. Now we've been in business probably about 15 years in Monroe County. We are an offshoot of the big kids you love, which is 26 uh, counties in this area that all go together. Now each individual county tries to raise as many toys in their area if they can and then the larger counties uh, contribute and help with that. But Monroe County, everything that we collect in Monroe County stays in Monroe County. I made that sure when we started 15 years ago. Yeah, it's an organization that's made up strictly of its nonprofit. Nobody makes any money off of it. And every toy that we get is turned around and given to a needy family. In Monroe County? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So has this program been around for 15 years? Because I heard you said that. It's been around for 15 years, and I've been involved with it probably for about the last 8 to 10 years that I've been doing it. What made you want to become a part of a program like this? Well, that's a good question. Uh, of course, I've been a fireman for almost 60 years, and I see a lot of things that most people don't see. But I see a lot of people that 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 are in need, and, and sometimes are not afraid to ask for it. Those are people you got to really help out, because there's a lot of people out that just ask for it and they really don't need it. But there is a lot of people that that I've met and had deals with that were, they were, I wouldn't say ashamed, but they just didn't feel like, you know, that this world is, is hard right now. And this year, 2020 is a, is the most strange. I'm 87 years old and I've never been through any times like we've had now with the COVID and all the other things going on in the world. And I'm sure I'm, I'm, I've got some lists coming in to me next Friday that there's a lot of people out there that are in need. And they're in need for clothing and food besides toys. But uh, I only deal with the toy part of it. But, you know, it's, it's and the Lord says you, it's better to give than it is receive. And I believe in the Lord. And so 
that's part of what I'm doing for my ministry to, to help the Lord out. So with COVID being a thing this year, how is that going to affect us donating toys and donating clothing and things to these families? Well, the way I work it, now all different counties work the same way, but I get all my people from DFACS. That's Department of Family and Children's Services. And the people that are registered DFACS get other uh, benefits, that's a good word, from DFACS, so they, they are in need. That way I have no, no way to, somebody call me and said they need toys to find out whether they need them or not, or they're just trying to get something for nothing. But through DFACS, the people that they names they give me, I am 100% sure they're in need. Um, do you do you have any stories that you could possibly share with us? Well, about two years ago, a lady called me, and she had four children, and. During the conversation that I was talking to her with, her husband had lost his job, and their parents and other people were, were giving them money to buy food with, but they didn't have enough money to, to give their children, and she felt bad that she couldn't do it. That's why, you know, what I said previously, and she was not necessarily asking for a handout, but could I help her get some toys for her for her children for Christmas, and I did because she got to me, if you want to know the truth. Right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Champman. That was amazing. Well, I talked to Miss Little early in the year, and I wasn't sure you all were going to be able to give toys, and I wasn't able to know whether I was going to be able to do this or not. But this uh, little call me, and then I call Defacts, and she's getting up some names. And I'm not sure right now how I'm going to dispense it because I don't have the people. People are, I, the people that normally would come and help me deliver, they don't want to go out in the public to people's houses they don't know and deliver toys, and, and I don't blame them. And uh, mm -hmm. so it's going to be an object lesson to learn is how I'm going to distribute the toys that I get. And there's putting out uh, containers and stores anymore. I, I've never been really happy with that because most of those toys are 50 cent dollar toys that are a piece of junk if you want the honest truth. And then you want to give that to a child and think that this is a good toy for Christmas. And 10 minutes after you start playing with it, it falls apart. I just, that's not what my end results I want it to be. Right. No, that's completely understandable. And not saying people's not gracious to the ones that give toys to kids you love and, and the three other organizations, Salvation Army and the Toys for Tots and the, another one, I can't think of the name of it. Not that I, they're not, but I feel that Everybody else that collects toys in Bibb County, they go someplace else. Then they're sorted and brought back to Bibb County. We're the only organization 
that everything is donated in, in Monroe County stays in Monroe County. And another thing, I don't wrap toys. We don't wrap them because I want the parents or grandparents to either give it to them from themselves or Santa Claus gives it to them. If they're wrapped up, then it's a gift from somebody else. And now we're going to take it to Brian White. Nice to meet you, Maggie and Kaylin. I'm Brian White. Hi, I'm Mr. White. I'm chair of the uh, holiday parade. Mm -hmm. um, the questions, yes. We'll just jump right into it. How long have you been in charge of the parades? Just this year is my first time as the chairman. I have been involved in the parade for four or five years now. I usually do the lineup or check the floats in. And then I'll walk with the parade as it goes all the way around the square. That's very impressive. Um, so the next question is, how is COVID going to affect the parade this year? Well, uh, we want to stick with CDC guidelines as far as the COVID restrictions go. Try to stay six feet apart if we can. And we would ask that everybody would wear a mask while interacting with other participants, especially those that are gonna be close together on a float. But other than that, we're just maintaining the CDC guidelines as far as COVID goes. Is there gonna be a limitation on how many floats can be in the parade this year? There is not, because we can spread them out pretty far as far as maintain the six foot guidance. It's just those that are on the individual floats together need to uh, try to maintain a six foot or wear a mask how can you sign up to be in the parade and like i guess volunteer uh, you can contact the chamber Call, contact rebecca at the chamber and uh, if you want to volunteer if you want to sign up for a float you can contact her also and we are having uh for those who are driving floats we're having safety meetings monday the 23rd at 6 p.m tuesday the 24th at 10 a.m and tuesday the 24th at 6 p.m that's a safety meeting they'll need to attend so they know what to expect when they're carrying people on the floats or driving a float in the parade. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you prepare for the parade in the upcoming days of it? Sure, we have meetings and we're planning our parade route. Our parade route is going to go from where Georgia Bob's is at the start down Johnson Street to the uh, square and it'll go around Jackson and then come down Main Street back toward the Board of Education. That's our parade route. And uh, we have meetings at the chamber. We've been having several meetings already where we plan what all is gonna occur. We try to get sponsors, um, work with the police to set up barricades on the roads so nobody tries to come into the police route. We work with the schools and the uh, fire chiefs we're going to have the band there and cheerleaders. So it should be a good time. What can we expect um, in the parade as a floats? Who can we expect to be there? Our theme this year is Christmas trees and memories. So we want people to decorate their float with their favorite Christmas memories, anything they have from their past. And um, 
so far we expect a pretty good turnout for the conditions that it's been in. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll get a lot. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are wanting to get out and do things. They've been stuck at home. So we'll probably get a lot of participants this year. That's good. Mm -hmm. I like the theme. Me too. That's a very, very good theme. What's your favorite part about the Christmas parade? I think seeing all the lights and the music together. I mean, there's a bunch of varying, a lot of the floats will have their own individual music. They'll be playing Christmas music. Plus they have music playing up on the square with a DJ. So it's just fun to see all the different themes and what people come up with. Creative, creative ideas on floats out there. Do y'all have like a contest of like who has the best float? We do. There's several different categories that uh, they judge on for floats and I'm not involved in the judging, but we have uh, official judges that they bring in to judge the floats and then they let participants know who won what category. Do they get a, like a special prize for when they win? It's a, I think they have a, a trophy or a plaque. I can't remember what we had set up for the uh, winners. They get bragging rights is what they get. They get to say, hey, <laughs> that's the best float in the parade. That is true, yes. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, we would like to thank our Holiday Parade sponsor, Persons Banking, this mm -hmm. year, and also our elite partner partners with the Chamber of Georgia Power, Oglethorpe Power, Forsyth, uh, Conventions and Visitors Bureau, uh, Volume Chevrolet, and Royal Seven. Um, other than that, uh, we hope everybody comes out and has a great time at the parade. And if you haven't signed up a float, there's still time. Set you up a float and bring it in. A lot of people decorate their trucks and vans as floats. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, thank you so much, Mr. White, for sitting down and doing this with us. Thank you guys for having us. We appreciate it. Hope to see you out there for the parade. Yes, sir. Hi, my name is Elia Tolbert, and I'm here interviewing Miss Brandy Pye to talk about Angel Tree Program. So, Angel Trees, what is it all about? We have been doing the Angel Tree Project in Monroe County Schools at least since I have worked here, which has been seven years now. Um, and what it is is each of our schools has a, a selected number of students, which are usually the same students who are on our Backpack Buddies program, um, that we offer assistance to for Christmas. Um, so we send home a, basically a permission form, and the parent uh, either agrees to allow their child to be a part of our Angel Tree program or not. If they do agree to it, then they provide us with their clothing sizes, some of the things that they like to do, their favorite color, um, and some items that they may have on their Christmas wish list. And from there, we ask for sponsors throughout our schools, whether it's uh, staff at the school or community members, to um, sign up 
to sponsor an angel or two or however many they'd like. And at minimum, we ask our sponsors to provide one complete head-to-toe outfit, which includes a shirt, pants, shoes, socks, undergarments, and a coat or a hoodie. And sometimes a belt if they want to throw that in there. And then at least one item from their wish list or one toy item that fits their interest. Oh, that's really awesome. Uh, When and how did angel trees become a thing? I think we just had a need, uh, just a need at the time. I mean, they were in existence before I started working in the school system. And I just think we were made aware of the needs of some of the students in our schools and uh, just started the, the program from there. And it has just grown to what it is today. So uh, what made you want to be a part of the, the program? Well, I like to serve others. I mean, my primary role in the schools as a parent and family engagement specialist is to serve uh, parents and families in the schools. So I feel like it fits right along with my uh, job title, um, you know, and uh, I have a lot of parents who just know to come to me if they've got questions or if they're in need of resources, because that also is part of my job is just helping to find resources for parents who are in need of, of something, anything really. I mean, certain types of training, looking for work, uh, community resources that can help them with skills or budgeting or cooking or dietary needs or counseling, any of those uh, resources that parents may need. Um, And just over the years, they've learned to come to me to ask for those things. So um, Angel Tree is, again, one of those resources that when people in our schools are in need, um, they'll usually come to myself or our school counselors and uh, we do our best to uh, get them sponsored and get them a little bit of assistance for Christmas. Who wants to sponsor an angel from our angel tree? Uh, they can email me at brandy with an I dot pie with a Y at mcschools.org and I can share our Google form. Uh, this year we've done a Google sign up form, um, but I can share that with them or they can visit our school social media pages as well as the district social media page and find our Angel Tree sponsor link on our social media platforms as well. The last question, uh, how has the program been affected by COVID? Um, so in years past, we have actually partnered with the Hair Cottage uh, from through the uh, Monroe County Sheriff's Department uh, to help to have a sign-up day where there's one central location where people come to sign up to be a part of the Angel Tree. And the Care Cottage has, has partnered with us to actually provide gifts and sponsorships for a number of the families on our list and because of COVID, the sign up did not take place this year. So we've had to go about signing people up a little bit differently. And then the care cottage has also restricted the uh, number of people that they are able to sponsor at their organization. So we are having to be more intentional and put forth a little bit more effort and getting uh, some more sponsors this year.
on our end, but I don't foresee a problem with that because we live in a very generous community and I have people calling me and emailing me on a regular basis um, to request kids that they can sponsor for Christmas. How many sponsors do you have so far? So far I have, uh, we have sponsored, I believe, all of our kids at D.G. Scott and all of our kids at the middle school. Uh, we have sponsored, I know for sure, as of right, our last check, which was a couple days ago, I had about half of the students sponsored at Hubbard and KB Sutton. So, but I haven't plugged everybody in who's completed a form. So, um, Hopefully, and then I have other organizations too that have called and said, "Hey, can we just collect toys and bring them to you?" And so, what I'll do with those toys is just supplement uh, some of the the angel tree gifts that come in. So, we'll put those to good use as well. And then I had another church call and say, "Hey, our whole church wants to sponsor some families." So. I'm working with a church to make that happen as well. So we've been very blessed this year. Um, as every year, I've, I've never really worried about sponsors from year to year because I know that people are going to step forward and um, do good over the holiday season because that's just the community that we live in. Well, that's amazing. People who sponsor are amazing. Uh, so thank you for doing this. Hi, I'm Tasha Burston. I'm one of the counselors here at Mary Persons High School. I serve students in grades 10 through 12, whose last names begin with the letters A through K. And I'm Teresa Roller. I'm the other counselor at the main campus. I serve the end of the alphabet, L through Z, 10 through 12. What is Bulldog Blessings all about? So Bulldog Blessings is basically a fund that we have here and it helps students who are economically disadvantaged for whatever reason. Um, they maybe have moved here. They might be homeless, living in a hotel, living in a car. Um, a lot of families have had financial uh, difficulties the past couple of years with the economy. So it's a, it's a fund to directly help only married persons high school students and their families. When uh, and how did Bulldog Buses become a thing? I think it began around 2013, 2014 um, school year. Um, we had a teacher here at the time who saw a need to do service for students and she came up with an idea of, I want to say it started out as maybe a 5K mm -hmm. run. She had a club. Okay. Um, she had a club called Give Five. Five hands meaning let's help how can we give five how can we help physically folks in our school and one of the things she came up with was a 5k run mm -hmm. and so each year she would sponsor a 5k run and the funds that was raised from that went directly to students who whether they needed help with capping gowns mm -hmm. whether someone needed supplies for school um, just whatever an individual student needed, she was able to provide with those funds. 
and then she left. Um, she went to another system and uh, basically we just took it on. We just, we just saw a need, it was great. And we have a lot of families here that um, they struggle with food insecurity. I mean, I, it's hard to believe that in this county we have that, but we do. There's families without heat, without air, without water. Um, just basic needs. Basic, you know, needs. And so when we realized that, we just decided to continue it on and here we are. What made you want to be a part of this organization? Well, we just saw that the need continued for our students and um, we wanted to make sure that we were able to still provide services to our students and their families and so we just took it on when that teacher you know left and we just ran with it and you know decided to keep it going for years to come until we can't have it anymore but mm -hmm. um, that's what we wanted to do to be able to serve our students and she re when she was leaving she kind of reached out to us and was and you know we taken over a club or at that time it was a club but taking that over we didn't know what we were doing but we just we figured it out on the way and it's been fine and i'll tell you people here they will help you if you, if you need something people will help they step up it's a wonderful thing uh how can people help support the program well just um anyone who wants to donate um can do so or um, whenever we have fundraisers if they can support the fundraising events that we sponsor um, because every penny of it goes towards a student here at Mary Persons. It doesn't go to any other organization or it doesn't go outside of this building. It goes towards the student and their needs. How has the program grown or improved since the start? The program has grown a lot. Like I said, when we, we took it over, we didn't know what we were doing and we kind of just felt our way through it. But through the years, I feel like we've gotten better with coming up with fundraising ideas. Um, we've sold gym sacks, you know, athletic sacks. We've sold shirts. shirts. Christmas shirts has been kind of an annual thing. This year we're gonna do a Valentine's shirt. We've sold Valentine's shirts in the past. We're talking about maybe doing a Pure Vita bracelet, the um, Mary Persons colors. And I just feel like we come up with ways, hey, this would be a great idea think we can make some money and when we do we're so grateful or agencies call us and say what do you guys have a need is there any need in your school yes we have 10 kids that need caps and gowns and it just continues to grow and I think our community trusts us mm -hmm. they know that our fund is strictly used for our neediest kids and their families and I think that's huge when people know that um, okay if I give something to this fund it's going to help those students and, and their families. Just the awareness. I mean, mm -hmm. the more the information gets out to the community, whether it's through um, announcements or if it's newsletter. on social media, newsletters, um, once it gets out there, parents, people in the community, they take it and they run with it and they spread it across to their friends. So it just kind of grows. Oh, thank you. Uh, and that's it. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.